first, we were in your community. Now, we're in your ears. Did you know that cats' ears have pockets? These folds of ear skin are formally called cutaneous marginal pouches, but are more commonly known as Henry's pockets. Veterinarians are unsure what purpose the pockets serve, if any. In my decidedly non-veterinary opinion, they exist simply so cats can brag about having more pocket space than humans. This is Pager, a podcast brought to you by the West Bend Community Memorial Library. It's like calling the library with a very basic question, but then accidentally chatting for 10 minutes because everyone's a little starved for social interaction these days. I'm your host, Hannah, young adult services librarian who is incapable of leaving the house these days without thinking, don't stand, don't stand so, don't stand so close to me. Thanks for tuning in to Pager. April is Donate Life Month. All month long, advocates work extra hard to get the word out about organ, tissue, and eye donation. This is a cause near and dear to our hearts here at the library. Our outreach librarian, Nancy, is a living donor who was actually able to save her nephew's life. You can read Nancy's story on the library's blog. That's westbendlibrary.org slash blog. If you would like to add your organ, tissue, and or eye donation story to our blog post, email it to me, that's Hannah, at hkane at westbendlibrary.org. We're trying to keep them to 500 words or less, and we'll be accepting new stories until the end of April 2020. During Donate Life Month, Washington County, Wisconsin teens are invited to watch a short video about organ tissue and eye donation, fill out a quick response form, and then be entered into the prize drawing. The winner will be randomly chosen in early May, and the prize will be available to pick up once we reopen. You can find the video and entry form links on our website and social media. For the even younger crowd, we'd like to make a cool display once the library reopens. Help us out by printing and coloring the sheet on our website, or drawing and coloring pictures of your own favorite organs. Then, send the picture to us. Email them to me. Again, that's hkane, K-A-N-E, at westbendlibrary.org, or tag us on Instagram or Facebook if you'd like to participate. Donate Life Month is a great opportunity to talk to kids about how bodies work, so feel free to incorporate this into your home learning curriculum. The library is proud to offer the full collection of Howl the Owl books by Brenda E. Cortez. This series helps explain organ and tissue donation to kids. At the end of April, we'll be randomly selecting one lucky child to receive a Howl the Owl plush, a full set of Howl the Owl books, and other prizes. If your child has colored a picture and you'd like to enter them into the prize drawing, there is a form to fill out on our website, and there's a link on our social media as well. Again, the winner will be selected and notified in early May, with prizes available for pickup after we reopen to the public. April is also Poetry Month. Between now and April 23rd, join us for an online Book Spine Poetry Challenge. If you're not familiar, bookspine poetry is using your creativity to make poetry out of the titles on bookspines. Take a look at the books in your home, whether they belong to you or to the library. Do they have interesting titles? Is there some way you can stack the books, creating a poem with those titles? Let your inner poet shine through. If you want to share your spine poems, tag us on Facebook or Instagram, or email them to sarah at sdavister at westbendlibrary.org. All of our email addresses are on the website if you want to just copy and paste them. It's for fun only, and all ages are welcome to participate. Please keep your entries to a maximum of five per person and PG. Once the library has reopened, we'll make a collage of all the entries. We may also post especially creative ones on our Facebook and Instagram pages during the next few weeks. I tried to do this at home myself, and um, I recently purged over 500 books from my personal collection. That was a New Year's resolution of mine. So I have more movies than I do books at the moment. So my movie spine poem is thus. The cabin in the woods. Garden state. Bored to death. Can't hardly wait. Thank you for appreciating my spine poetry. I revisited last month's episode of Pager, which was posted on a Monday morning. That afternoon, we learned the library would close to the public, and by the following Wednesday, life looked dramatically different. 
Everything happened so fast. Libraries all over the country had to respond quickly to rapidly changing guidelines and intelligence, and our library was no exception. We're lucky to have the support of the Monarch Library System staff, including our interim director, Jennifer Chamberlain, who just happens to be joining us by phone today. Hi, Jennifer. Hi, Hannah. How's it going? Oh, I'm hanging in there. How about you? Doing well. Yep. Lots of good quality family time. Oh, yes. You gotta love that. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Um, I am the system director for the Monarch Library System, which is comprised of four counties. So we serve 30 member libraries across Dodge, Washington, Sheboygan, and Ozaki counties. I've been in this role for about a year, but I've been a librarian for almost 20 years and have worked in rural public libraries as a local library director. I have been an adult services and reference librarian. Then I spent about half my career in the University of Wisconsin system at one of the two-year campuses, eventually and most recently as the executive director of the UW colleges before they became kind of consolidated with the UW four-year campuses. Your listeners might like knowing that I live in West Bend. My family has lived here for 15 years. I'm the mother of two teenage daughters who both attend West Bend West, and my husband works at Badger Middle School as a middle school social studies teacher. Wow. (laughs) So you're very involved in the community. Yeah, we are. I like to hang out with my new, well, she's not quite so new anymore, a little Aussie doodle puppy named Bean. We like to go to the dog park or walk around the Ice Age Trail. And of course, I'm a librarian, so I like to read. I'm more of a realistic fiction kind of reader. And yeah, that's (laughs) and right now we're just, you know, doing all sorts of fun family games and hanging out time too. What kinds of things does your job usually entail? You know, what I love about what I do is that it is so varied. Mm-hmm. Mainly, though, in a nutshell, my job is a lot about building relationships. So we're a service organization. People listening might not realize, but libraries around the state are divided up into 16 library systems. And that is how the state of Wisconsin helps support public libraries by supporting 16 systems that provide support for member libraries. So we help coordinate the work around the shared catalog. I'm sure your listeners are familiar with the Monarch catalog. Oh, yeah. Um, we're kind of the, the people behind making that um, work together with all of our member libraries. We also help fund and manage some of the shared digital collections, which right now are super popular and important. Yes. So we help make sure that we get enough copies in the Wisconsin Digital Library. So most listeners know of that as Libby or Overdrive. Mm-hmm. We help purchase those titles, the Gale Courses platform that has personal and professional enrichment courses that are instructor-led oh, yeah. and all free. That's a service that we support and help make happen for everyone in the system. And also RB Digital, an online platform that has magazine subscriptions, as well as also a, a huge collection of audiobooks. Their audiobook collection is amazing. I'm a big audiobook person, and I really yeah. love RB Digital. Good. You know what? I am too, because again, I mentioned I serve four counties, so I'm in my car a lot, and I I love listening to audiobooks as I travel around, so I always have one going. Another thing that you do that helps me is, so I'm in charge of a lot of the 
folks who listen regularly know that I'm in charge of a lot of the library's social media. And the thing is that my degree is in library and information science. It is not in, um, so my, my degree is not in marketing or communications or graphic design or anything like that. So I, I do a pretty decent job, but you can usually tell on our social media when something has come from the Monarch Library system because it looks better. It just looks a lot more professional. So I really appreciate as a librarian, all of that support from the system as well. I'm really glad to hear you say that. Because honestly, um, the digital social media marketing support is rather new for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have really had to like go from zero to 60 over the last several weeks to right. kind of up our game in that department. Um, and our graphic designer, Heather, is just phenomenal. I mean, she has such a wonderful eye and a way of making things that um, you exactly you totally want in a marketing person, which right. is she develops a good cohesive brand so right our offices not only kind of provide that background support around collections but we do offer services around technology we have an IT staff of three individuals who help maintain member library networks and wi-fi access and workstations and all of that and then Heather provides the support around public information and so making sure we're really communicating with our patrons the resources that we're investing a lot of dollars in so I'm glad to hear you're liking <laughs> And it's been really fun for me to see the sort of an explosion of um, our social media presence, not just at the system level, but all of the libraries. You are all doing such amazing work at reaching out to people when you can't see them face to face on a daily basis. And I mean, you all had to sort of, I mean, you already were there, but it seems I would assume that you guys have really ramped that up as well. Oh, yeah, for sure. I was just taking a look at the Monarch Library system. The system put together a, a great resource that's a list of all of the programs that all of our member libraries are offering digitally. And I'm going to have to share this with everyone because there's something going on every single day. It's incredible. And, and again, it's really fascinating to think about how all of that has come together in a matter of days and weeks. And it just shows how nimble I think librarians are. A lot of these things are sort of inspired by programmings that they would normally be doing face to face, Mm -hmm. but also kind of like going in a whole new direction. I mean, people are figuring out, our library staff, they're figuring out how to do scavenger hunts and craft time and all these things that you would think have to be restricted to like seeing someone across the table. And you guys are doing it virtually and I think to great success. So we've we've heard from some of our libraries that they're having attendees to their virtual story times from throughout the 50 states and internationally. Oh. I mean, it's really kind of cool. Oh, I was just live on Facebook this morning. I usually do a teen book club once a month where it's it's pretty informal, more of a like a book recommendation sort of thing. You come in and talk yeah. about whatever you're reading. And I usually do, do that in person once a month, but I've been doing it once a week online. And I had, you know, I get, you know... 10, 15 kids in person. And then online, I had 98 people watch on Facebook Live. Like, it's, uh, yeah, it's been very, very interesting and and very different. And yeah, we are kind of all just improvising and trying to figure out what works and what doesn't. But is there anything else that's really different about your job now that uh, (laughs) we're we're all kind of shut down to a degree? You know, yes and no. I mean, the, the, problems or concerns or needs that our libraries are presenting might look a little different Mm -hmm. but really you know a normal day for us is is being responsive to kind of what's coming 
Mm -hmm. um, through from our members. So we have had to definitely shift our focus on how we can help. You know, for example, we were having to really figure out how to get our library colleagues together virtually and make sure everyone was comfortable with that technology. I think that's not uncommon. To, to libraries, lots of businesses are figuring out, you know, if they weren't already comfortable meeting in a more virtual fashion, yeah. everyone's scrambling to figure that out. So, sure. um, so some of the work looks a little different, but for the most part, we're fortunate at Monarch that the bulk of what we do, we can do remotely. Mm-hmm. That the only exclusion, and I know what lots of patrons are missing and our libraries are missing is our delivery service. So yes. we coordinate the movement of materials around the system and, and we hook the system into the statewide delivery system and Mm -hmm. unfortunately that's closed down for now and I know that that's been really challenging and difficult and we're anxious for the day we can kind of get that ramped up so you know right now my work is looking it's sort of been fun because we're already starting to troubleshoot and think about all the different ways we can safely and responsibly ramp our services back up we don't know obviously when the opening date will be (laughs) here but we want to be poised and ready to handle that whenever that day comes so yeah it's it's so Sort of different, but really much of my day is spent um, answering emails, responding to phone calls, and making sure that um, you know I'm connecting with with all the folks throughout the system and making sure they're getting in connection with each other. So that that looks the same. <laughs> I believe that. Yeah, the the van delivery always is so incredible to me. How sometimes I'll wake up in the middle of the night. Uh, you know, a cat steps on my face or whatever, and I wake up at 4 a.m. and I'm like, oh, this book sounds really good. And I request it. And then somehow it shows up like later that day, like it's in my hands before the library like closes magic. for the night. So it's it's incredible. Van service is yeah. amazing. And I really appreciate everything that you do. Jennifer's well, awesome, well, you guys. <laughs> we're happy We're happy to do it. Yeah, 500,000 items in a given year move around our four counties. So Amazing. it's no small feat. We've got some strong, happy delivery drivers that we couldn't operate without. Absolutely, and we miss them. Yeah. <laughs> I miss them because I don't get to see them. So how have you been keeping yourself occupied under the Safer at Home order? Honestly, I've been doing a lot of work. Um, <laughs> the, the joy of working from home seems to you know a lot of people focus on how nice it is to stay in your pajamas maybe for the morning yeah that's the downside is you can never leave the office right so it seems like I've been putting in a lot of hours at work and I've been loving the time with my family I have a daughter who's a senior in high school and so it's it's not lost on me the fact that um this feels like a gift of time to be able to have the four of us be able to play games and focus on each other in a way that would be happening right now because everyone would be off in their own activities. Oh, and so busy, yeah. Active kids, yeah. So that's been really great. I do have a COVID-19 project that sort of seems to be like required at least according to my social media feed that you know everyone seems to have at least one project you're working on so I am a lackluster (laughs) seamstress I'm I'm very remedial in my ability to use a sewing machine but I am attempting to make a window seat cushion for I think I mentioned I've lived here 15 years and we have a window Mm -hmm. seat that has been cushionless that entire time I know so um I am I'm finding myself cautiously optimistic that I will be able to complete this project. We'll see. Nice. Yeah. I Best of luck. That's a very, 
It's a really ambitious endeavor. Mine has been like, oh yeah, when I miss a friend I and I hear a song that reminds me of them, I put it in a Spotify playlist and then send it to them. Oh, um, I love that. Right, that's, that's good, it. My, <laughs> my skills are, <laughs> I'm just not crafty. I've, I've never had the patience for it. I really respect people who are. So a lovely window seat. You could sit there and read. It would be so nice. I know. By the time <laughs> I get it done, life will be back to normal and I won't have time to sit there. But, but still, we can could. hope. We can hope. Someday. Maybe retirement. <laughs> so what have you been reading lately or listening to anything good? Seen any good movies? Anything you'd recommend? You know, I have a hard time recommending. Everyone has such varied interests. But right now I'm reading a book um, that I chose for my, I have a book club made up of some neighbors and friends. Um, So I chose one quickly before the libraries closed, to be honest, um, (laughs) called No One Can Pronounce My Name by Rakesh Satel. I'm only about 100 pages in, but I'm really enjoying it. It's It's a story that weaves together various stories of several Indian American families and they're sort of trying to reconcile kind of their traditional culture with a bustling kind of American culture and sort of how those those two worlds collide. I'm also listening. You said that you like to listen to audiobooks. Mm-hmm. I always have one going. I'm listening right now to an older title, A Spool of Blue Thread by Ann Tyler. Oh, that's supposed um, to be really good. It's, it is really good. And I'm having one of those moments where I think I probably picked it up and read part of it at some point because some right. of it's awfully familiar. So I don't <laughs> know if I, if I already listened to it, but I'm enjoying that while I throw tennis balls for my never tired active puppy oh that sounds sounds so fun and I guess in terms of what I'm watching I'm not usually a thriller type of person but my husband Mm -hmm. and I are addicted to Ozark so we're watching the latest season of that which during a pandemic it's kind of nice to watch something that's even like scarier than your real life (laughs) right so I just figure you know at least I'm not being tracked by a drug cartel or the Kansas City mob so you know you gotta look on the bright side gotta look on the bright side right (laughs) all right well thanks for taking the time to be with us today Jennifer and of course uh, stay healthy stay uh, socially distant and hopefully I'll see you someday (laughs) yes I know I miss seeing you We'll, we'll see each other again soon and thanks so much for inviting me it's been fun talking with you oh it's been fun talking with you too take care you too bye bye as per our time-honored pager tradition, it is now time for a fun library fact. This month, I think it's important to point out all the cool things that the Monarch Library System librarians are doing. Between our 30 member libraries, we have virtual programs almost every single day of the week, like literally Monday through Saturday, just nothing on Sundays. Miss Sarah does a book break for the whole family every single day at 2 p.m. live on the Beaver Dam Community Library's Facebook. Miss Susan at the Mead Public Library in Sheboygan does rhyme time for babies and toddlers every Monday at 8. Then you can stay tuned for story times from Beaver Dam and Plymouth Libraries at 9.30. On Tuesdays, Plymouth Public Library has stay-in story time at 9.30. Beaver Dam does rhyme and rhythm at 10. Oscar Grady Public Library in Sockville does story time at 10.30. And then you can join me for Teen Tuesdays each week. I'm live on Instagram at 11, live on Facebook around 11.30, and then do a live premiere on YouTube at noon every single week. 
And that's just the beginning. For a full list of all the programs our awesome librarians are offering, you can check out our social media or visit the Monarch Library System website at monarchlibraries.org. We've reached the point in the podcast where I talk about the library blog. A blog in this economy? But seriously, our blog is a great place to go to learn about our online resources and get the latest service updates. But we're also sharing cool activities to do, including some de-stressing tips, and we've also got our normal staff picks posts. So if you're finding yourself with more time online these days, don't forget to check out the blog. If you're feeling disconnected, there are plenty of ways to keep in touch with the library. One of those is to give us a call. Our phone number is 262 265-5151. Librarians are taking it in shifts to cover the phones from 9am to 5pm, Monday through Friday. All the latest news is available on our website at westbendlibrary.org. You can also visit our Facebook page at West Bend Community Memorial Library, follow our Instagram at West Bend Library, and follow us on YouTube for weekly videos for babies, toddlers, kids, and teens. Once a month, the library sends out an email newsletter. Just call or email a librarian to sign up, or scroll down to the bottom of our website and enter your email address where it says, join our mailing list. If you just can't get enough of my voice, you're in luck. On Wednesday mornings at 7.45, you can tune in to 101.3 WIBD, AM 1470, stream live at WIBDWestBend.com, or ask your smart speaker to play WIBD, and you'll get the latest news and hear about our online offerings here at the library. I don't have a schedule yet, but I'm hoping to have a couple of bonus pager episodes yet this month. Be sure to follow us wherever you listen to podcasts. Once again... Thanks for tuning into Pager. Don't forget to wash your hands, share virtual things with friends, and hey, there's never been a better time to learn how to clean your cat's ears.